I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, come in to a Friday edition of the starting lineup. Warm, happy thoughts here this weekend, especially. Welcome in to the starting lineup. We're here for the next hour here on ESPN Radio on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you for the next hour or so. And coming up, we'll be hitting up on some local sports, of course. We'll be uh, hitting up on everything that happened uh, there uh, last night, including a couple games that are on our airwaves and a couple more that will be on our airwaves again uh, tonight right back at it so we don't stop here in a basketball season. So uh, we'll roll into that. We'll also hit up on another game that was on our family of networks here last night. It was the Fighting Illini in their win against uh, Michigan State there at State Farm Center. And we'll hit up on, of course, this weekend is a super wild card weekend. One of the best weekends of the year. We'll take a look at the NFL playoffs and how those matchups stack up and the intriguing storylines there this weekend. We'll also uh, be picking a couple of those games as well. And we'll have that for our pick'em game in the podcast. And we'll also be hit up on uh, some NBA as well. Try to squeeze that in here as well at some point and uh, there was uh, a move yesterday in uh, baseball uh there um new york yankees yeah signed a pitcher yeah that won't be coming back to chicago that's right <laughs> we might head up on that as we well <laughs> and uh a few players yesterday there signed some arbitration deals uh, there and uh, Yankees were involved in a big one mm-hmm. uh, there with their own right uh, there. So uh, whatever we don't get to here in the treasure show, we get to in the podcast in uh, some sort of a fashion uh, there. And uh, so uh, check it out wherever you find your favorite pods. And the website fmradio.com is a good uh, place of information for that and that's also a good place of information for any closings or cancellations uh, that happen over the weekend or tonight as well so 
uh, stay a weather aware mm-hmm. tonight as well, wherever you're at. So uh, stay tuned to that. And we got a good show uh, lined up for you. And we need to get it started here today. And uh, following us here on uh, Fridays is the uh, Sports Spectacular powered by the Illini Guys.com. Uh, so uh, make sure you stick around after we're done uh, here as well. All right. Uh, so uh, we need to uh, get right into it. And we need to hit it up with our first segment we like to call First Things First. Before we get into the show, first things first. And, of course, uh, speaking of the uh, Fighting Illini, that's where we are starting here uh, today as they win again over uh, Sparty. I mentioned yesterday they had a win streak going on against uh, Coach Izzo and uh, Michigan State, and they continue that. They've now won uh, four in a row after Illinois holds on there at the uh, very end, hold those reins tightly, and, uh, hey, a couple of uh, missed threes to tie the game potentially. Uh, there in the last couple of possessions uh, for the Spartans. Uh, but Illinois holds on here and wins 78-68 to, uh, 68 to uh, pick up another win, four in a row against Sparty. Love how you said that, Travis. Held on. They did, man. And that's that's what they did. Um, At least from, from what I saw, what I was listening to mm-hmm. uh, after the Altamont game, yeah. uh, you know, I know it was kind of a game of runs, but right. – from what I saw, it was uh, holding on for daily life. And again, you know, I'm Travis. I know what you're gonna say, and, but I, I I just got done making fun of people for it. But I gotta say it now. It was the free throw discrepancy that got Illinois the win here tonight, or last night, I should say. Michigan State five of seven from the free throw line. Illinois eighteen of twenty two. Mm-hmm. They shot fifteen more free throws than Michigan State. Yeah. Now I didn't see any of the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I didn't listen to it. Nothing to it. But just looking at the number, that tells me that it was, I'm not going to say favorite. That's not the right word. But Illinois benefited from getting a couple more calls. Were they warranted? Possibly. I'm not saying they weren't warranted calls. But the fact when you go to the line 15 more times than the other team mm-hmm. and you end up winning by three, yeah, that's hanging on for dear life. Mm-hmm. And that's what Illinois did last night. They held on for dear life and got the win. They really didn't look that impressive, Travis, as a ten number ten team taking on a nine and seven Michigan State team. Well, you know, I would uh, argue with that with the coaches. Though he always has the his teams ready to play mm-hmm. and uh, never uh, underestimate uh, them, no matter their record. Uh, what that is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at, at times, uh, Illinois was kind of lazadaisical. La- I totally blew that. But, uh, you know, it. like I said, game of runs as uh, there for a while. Michigan State uh, kept it close there. Uh, Line I uh, started off the game uh, strongly, particularly uh, Ty Rogers uh, yeah. there as well as uh, they put a, a five on him. And uh, so he kind of took advantage of that, and he scored 12 points early on. And he ended up with 15 in the game. A guy who usually averages about four. Yeah. Gives you 15. Did Again, you know? Another reason why you won. Did you know? 15 points is his career high. Yeah, exactly my point. Like, 15 points is your career high. And again, I love it. You can look at it as saying, 
Illinois had three guys get 15. They had five guys in double figures. Like, those are good things. I look at it because I'm a pessimist at heart, and it's what I do, is it took a career night from one guy for Illinois to beat Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, if Ty Rogers gets his normal amount of, let's say, four, Illinois does not win this game. Yeah. At least as it stands here. Sure. So, you needed a guy to have a career night and go off for a career high in points to beat Michigan State. Yeah. And I think if anyone is feeling anything other than that this morning, then they're delusional. And they're just a fanboy Illinois fan, Travis. Yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't a, a great performance by by any means. No, you can't hang your hat on this win. No. Because to me, we should be – yes, Coach Izzo is a great coach. He always has his team prepared, like you said. I'm not arguing that at all. There's still a 9-7 and seven team who's 1-4 and four in Big Ten play. You needed to – this was a statement game. Yeah, it's definitely one of their and, worst records. And again, Travis, it goes back to this Illinois team getting up for big games and kind of letting games they should win almost bite them. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, uh, there at the the very end, uh, you know, uh, Goody didn't have a good game offensively there, but uh, I thought he did a better job than, of course, you know, when you're not uh, up against uh, Zach Eady yeah. uh, there in the post. Yeah, and, um, you know, the light eye, that was a big thing of uh, rebounding on Friday against uh, Purdue mm-hmm. and actually Michigan State actually out-rebounded. But just uh, by them. three. Yeah, it was close. Yep. Uh, but uh, Goody came up there with a clutch rebound there at the very end. He could have made the front end of the one-and-one one on those free throws. Mm-hmm. That would have put the game out of reach there, and that would have forced uh, Michigan State not to try it for another tie yep. for the game. But um, I thought he was uh, good there in that clutch moment. Uh, Damask had a tough night, but you know he still uh, toughed it out. He ended up having 15 points. In the game, and uh, Coleman Hawkins has been uh, yep. pretty good uh, the, hey. during this stretch that we've been on here. And um, he had 15 last night, and he was three for five from beyond the arc. And Harmon off the bench. Oh, yeah. He's uh, been good. Ten points. You know, but I was ta- – Travis, I've been talking about this Illinois bench and how you need to get more production out of them. And Harmon stepped up and had ten points last night. Um, they only went too deep on the bench. This did, the, yeah. This is a, a wounded – uh, you know, walking team, we'll say, uh, just not going very deep are the Illini. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd. It is. There, and I mean, maybe just the style that the Illini don't want to play, uh, but Deja but, hasn't had the minutes like he did last year. No, and Travis, again, and I know you're going to say, no, it's, it's not going to happen. No, no, no. They're young. It's all good. Eventually, this will have to wear on you when you start talking conference tournament and start talking the big dance. Yeah. Because we're putting a lot of minutes on our starters early yeah. in the season. And just the pure number of you increase your odds of getting an injury by them being on the floor more. Right. Just I mean, just Yeah, just that and the wear and tear. Yes. Just get, you get tired. So I'm concerned that here it is, you know, mid-January and we're going seven deep. Yeah. That's, to me, that's concerning. And I know there's a lot of outside factors, Mm -hmm. you know, injury and other things that are making it so that we don't have a lot. But it's also very worrisome that 
you can't play more than seven guys in a night. Yeah, it definitely is something uh, to monitor uh, for sure. Especially when you're turning around and playing again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you know, we're starting to get to the time where it's, you know, you're doing two, three games a week. You can't be having guys out there going 38, 37, 36 minutes every night. It's too much. Yeah. And uh, like you mentioned, the uh, game is on a Sunday there against uh, Maryland. And it's uh, at home, so that's a, a good thing that you don't have to uh, travel. Uh, but that's going to be a tip-off at 1 o'clock um, for the Terrapins and the Illini. Of course, you can hear that right here on a 98.9. So that means our coverage begins at noon Yes, there on Sunday. 10 and 6 Maryland. They're nothing to sneeze at. They're not great. But, again, this seems like the kind of game Illinois won't get up for, and they'll end up getting bit on it. Yeah, it's kind of tough on a on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, you usually don't uh, play in that time slot. Yep. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see how they come out uh, there on a Sunday. And, and not only that, Travis, but after that, I know they're not good this year. You're going to Michigan after mm-hmm. that. We know that there's a little bit of bad blood between these two teams. Maybe not this year, but in past years. Oh, yeah, I think. Coleman Hawkins for sure will get will get up for this game. Yeah, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is, the Michi- is the Maryland game a Kinda little like a bit trap of game? a trap game? Looking ahead at that Michigan game just four nights later. Yeah, you could potentially you could potentially That's say what that. I'm worried about uh, for sure, and uh, also uh, something uh, to monitor today that uh, Terrence Shaded Jr. Has uh, I don't know if you call it a hearing or a special mm-hmm. uh, meeting with uh, the Supreme Court, and that uh, is at one thirty uh, today. I believe that's Central Time yeah. uh, there, so uh, that could potentially uh, spell whether he could potentially be uh, reinstated at, at some point, or if uh, they're gonna uh, wait and uh, wait until the trial uh, there until kind of like the fall of this year would kind of. Um, his attorneys and everything, his uh, camp is trying to argue that uh, it would hamper his draft stock and his draft status uh, there if he's uh, kept out uh, there until the, the trial uh, happens uh, there. So uh, also something to monitor uh, later on uh, this afternoon with a potential uh, decision uh, there or maybe even uh, kicking the can down the road and won't decide for another month or so or whatever. But uh, just something to monitor and look out for uh, later on today uh, there. But uh, like we said, Illinois back in action uh, there on Sunday. And we don't have any top 25 action mm-hmm. tonight. But, uh, again, there was another upset last night. Uh, Santa Clara, they beat Gonzaga 77-76. to 76 Not even good. Was the uh, final score. Yeah, Gonzaga. This isn't the, the Gonzaga teams that they've had in the past, I'm sure. They're only 11-5. and five. This year in uh, FAU, they also escaped uh, there at the uh, very end, 85-84 over to Lane. Uh, there, uh, top 25 on uh, Saturday, you got a number five Tennessee coming off their loss. They're at Georgia, uh, Syracuse is at number seven North Carolina. Northwestern is in Madison to take on the 15 ranked Badgers of Wisconsin. St. John's at number 22, Creighton. Number 9, Oklahoma against number 3, Kansas. Both of those teams coming off losses. Uh, Number 6, Kentucky at Texas A&M. Number 19, uh, San Diego State against New Mexico. Uh, Penn State at number 1, Purdue. Number 20, Utah State against UNLV. Boston College at number 21, Clemson. 
Number 18, a BYU and UCF, Travis, in a Big 12 conference matchup. Yes. Uh, that's going to be so weird to say. And number two, Houston at TCU in a Big 12 matchup as well. Uh, Georgia Tech at number 11, Duke. Number eight, Arizona against Washington State. LSU at number 16, Auburn. Number 25, Texas at West Virginia. And Cincinnati at number 14, a Baylor in a Big 12 matchup. Closes out that. Mm-hmm. Anything on Sunday? I mean, back in the day, Georgetown, UConn, uh, Big East battle. Uh, Illinois. And Illinois, of course, yeah. Besides that Illinois game, though. Uh, FAU hosting uh, UNAB, number 13, Memphis at Wichita State uh, there on Sunday as well. Uh, let's see. We do have a couple of matchups in the uh, Big Ten uh, tonight. We have Minnesota at Indiana and Nebraska at Iowa uh, there. Um, nothing else going on Saturday besides those matchups that I mentioned and the matchup on Sunday besides the Illini. Rutgers is at Michigan State mm-hmm. uh, there. So I think we uh, set the table there and recap the weekend. Uh, again, the uh, Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com. I'll have more to say about this Illini, guy, Illini uh, game uh, coming up after we are through. But right now we have to uh, move along, and we move along into uh, some more local sports from around the area. Last night had some boys basketball, had uh, some girls basketball on a Thursday. So we'll take a look at that and the schedule for today and take a peek at the weekend as well. And that's on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. 
If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty early, early, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's an ice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup, starting off with the Stacked Pickle. The Stacked Pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there. And I can't I, I can't go now. I've not heard of it, yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope, you'll never find out about we'll it. You'll never know. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, start of lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. And uh, we just hit up on uh, some Illini basketball. Let's hit up on uh, some high school basketball as we had a, a full uh, slate of action, a boys action on a Thursday. And also, of course, had uh, some uh, girls basketball as well and uh, let's just uh, start off here at the uh, top here as it was a uh, Tatopoulos picking up the win over Flora 61 to a 25 was the final the shoes got off to a strong start 17 to 6 they outscored the Wolves there and uh, they extended that lead at halftime and even more in the third and they got that uh, running clock going in the fourth quarter 26 points there in the third for uh, the shoes uh, there looks like uh, Chloe Probst had another strong night. She had 20 to lead the way for T-Town. Also, Niemerg had a 16 uh, there in the win as well. And so uh, T-Town picks up a dub there. And in the NTC, a game that was on our airwaves, and that was over on a WCRA, and that was Altamont squaring off against a Brownstown as St. Elmo. And this game was a lot closer than the final score uh, would indicate. Uh, but I was interested to see what uh, Brownstown uh, would come out here against uh, Altamont. And uh, uh, sure enough, they kind of proved me right that uh, Brownstown was a good team mm. and a great team. So Altamont kind of used a run uh, to kind of – uh, put that distance between the final score. Uh, Eric was there, so yep. he would know better than I. Uh, but Altamont picking up the win here, 67-54. to 54. First quarter was good. Last quarter was good. Those in-between quarters kind of did in Altamont made it a closer game, which is Travis the opposite of Monday night when they played mm -hmm. at Marshall. First quarter was not great. They were trailing at the end of that first quarter was Altamont. Second and third quarters kind of put the game away uh, mm -hmm. to get that running clock in the fourth quarter on Monday. So it was kind of the opposite. Yeah. I was actually rather surprised, Travis, um, by this game. Again, two teams, one fifth in the state, one 
getting votes in the state in Brownstown, as we talked about yesterday. Combined, though, 24 turnovers for Brownstown, 19 for Altamont. Wow. It's a lot of turnovers between these two teams. Yeah. You, you wouldn't a lot expect more. that many yeah, a lot between more than these expect. two teams. Um, and then Altamont just, I mean, it's you're used to Altamont getting out rebound, but they were out rebounding Travis 34 to 16. Wow. That's a lot of out rebounding. Yeah. And that's what kind of kept Brownstown in it. They got a lot of second, third, fourth chances, a lot of offensive rebounds. For Brownstown, a lot of put-back baskets uh, mm-hmm. that kind of kept Brownstown in it, and that's something I know Coach Carr is going to work on. And you know, after Monday night and then uh, last night, you know, he said uh, after the game, you know, we're getting everyone's best, and we know that. And this is our toughest stretch of the season, he says. He 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 just said, and we know night in night out, we're going to get everyone's best right now, and mm-hmm. we have to come prepared. We have to be ready for that, especially with tournament next week conference tournament next week but don't forget the game tomorrow night as well which is also a very big one he said he's excited to be there in altamont for that atmosphere of that game tomorrow night and i hope it is a a good game and a great atmosphere i know it will be so um another win the win streak continues uh 31 from nelson bame had 12 a big 12 um including a three late to kind of put it away and Brandon mm-hmm. Grunlow had a three late as well to kind of put Altamont ahead. That was when Altamont at one point was just up by two in that fourth quarter. Yeah. And Grunlow hit a three and then the next time down, Bame hit a three and it kind of gave the distance Altamont needed to kind of put this one away. So right. overall great team effort. Just got to get some of those kinks worked out with the turnovers and the, the allowing the offensive rebounds. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, uh, the win streak it continues there for Altamont as 16 games in a row now. I think 17. 16 or 17, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know that they're 18 and 2 uh, on the year and 7 and 0 in the NTC. So, uh, coming in with that uh, number one seed uh, next week in the conference tournament uh, there. But again, uh, I got to get to Saturday. Uh, yeah. Before that, oh yeah, uh, there, Seaball uh, led the uh, way for uh, Brownstown as uh, she had a 14 in the game. Uh, Miller had 11, and Ramsey and uh, Diana Hazlitt both had a 10 game for uh, Brownstown. Mm-hmm. It was another big one in uh, the NTC as it was uh, St. Anthony with the uh, victory over Nioga, and it was a wide margin as well. St. Anthony 81 to uh, 55 over the Indians. Uh, St. Anthony only had the uh, five-point lead after one quarter, but they kind of put the game uh, out of reach there in the second quarter, 22-10, and they outscored Neoga there in that quarter to to take a strong lead into halftime uh, there. And it was, of course, uh, Stacey Vaughterheide to lead the way for uh, St. Anthony as she had a 27 in uh, the uh, game. And I don't want to get these uh, stats wrong, but uh, she also had a a triple-double as well for the uh, Bulldogs here as uh, she had 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and uh, she was kind of trying to stack up a quadruple double mm. as well, but she had four steals in the contest as well. So uh, fourth triple-double of the season uh, there for uh, Vonderheide. Uh, Ruha had a 19 in the game, and Addison Rios also added a 14 uh, there. And uh, Nioga, they only had four players into the uh, scoring column here. Uh, Bryn Richards, uh, she had a 22 in the game to lead the way for Nioga. And Campbell had 18. Osborne had 12 
but those were the three girls in double figures, and Samson, uh, she added three, and that was it for Nioga. So, uh, St. Anthony, uh, you know, these two teams have kind of, without my as well, been on the top of the conference the last several years, and uh, that was kind of a, I'm not surprised that St. Anthony won, but uh, that was a wide margin uh, there. And, uh, I think it was a statement win uh, there for St. Anthony coming mm-hmm. into the conference tournament uh, next week. Um, and also it was a Windsor's Two Straws picking up a, a nice win over uh, South Central, and that one was a 55-28 to a 28 final score for the Hatchets and a strong start for Windsor. 22 points in the first quarter, and they outscored South Central 22-7. to uh, But I'm impressed there uh, defensively uh, with the Hatchets only holding South Central to a single-digit quarters in every quarter. Uh, Webster led the way for South Central. She had a 13, but... I was the only girl that was in a double figures, and no one was really even close. I mean, the next closest was uh, Kyra Swift. Uh, she had three, and Reed had three, uh, but that was it. Uh, so uh, putting the clamps down there last night was Stu. Uh, let's see here. It was uh, Wittenberg. She had a 17 in the uh, game, and uh, uh, Sam Hayes, she had 11 in the game as well to kind of lead the way for the Hatchets uh, there. It was the Kata MacArthur with the win over Matt Toon, a 53-48. Sager Hart Griffin blows out Muhammad, 62-24 to was the final. It was Arcola picking up a win over Cumberland, a 63-36 to was the uh, final. And the third quarter was the best quarter there for Cumberland, but unfortunately they were consistent with eight points across the board in every quarter besides the third uh, there and Arcolo is consistent almost with 17 for three quarters as well uh, there and uh, so it was uh, picking up a an LPC win there as well looks like Kayla Shoemaker led the way for the Pirates she had 17 in uh, the loss is Tri-County picking up the uh, win over uh, Villa Grove and uh, that was also uh, significant because uh, Coach Morrissey uh, picked up his uh, 300th victory uh, there at uh, Tri-County uh, there. So uh, congrats yes, to uh, the Titans and Coach Morrissey uh, there. And it was Blue Ridge with a win over Heritage, 36-32. Uh, little line action. We had Newton get the win over Alney, 48-28. to as Newton jumped out to the early lead, doubled them up there in the opening quarter, and they just continued things on there. And uh, Cameron Martin led the way. She had 15 uh, for the Eagles. And uh, Kessler, she had a 13 uh, there, double-figure scorers uh, there. And no Tiger was in double figures there for Alney. It was Tuscola picking up the win over Clinton, 51-35. to And Decatur St. Theresa squeaks out a win against Central A&M, 36-35. Uh, we also had Gillespie over Vandalia, 81-49. Staunton with a win over Hillsborough, 59-47. Greenville wins over Piasol, 51-14. Carlinville over Pena, 48-29. And North Mac wins against Litchfield, 51-32. We also had boys basketball from last night, and uh, this was where uh, I was at. I was at Altamont, and uh, they picked up the win. They cruised to the victory over uh, Hillsboro, and that was uh, 66 to a 32 uh, final score uh, there in uh, that one. As it was Altamont, you know, with a uh, strong start there in the uh, first half and kind of established themselves uh, early on uh, there in uh, that one. And uh, they kind of just rode that uh, good start 
uh, there too of the uh, victory mm. as I kind of had a misprint there of the box score. I was like 11 to 10. I know it was a little <laughs> bit more discrepancy than that. And that's why I had the 17 to 10 lead after the uh, first quarter. And then they really put it on them in the second quarter. They really clamped down defensively uh, there in that uh, quarter. And uh, this game was uh, pretty physical between the uh, two teams. And uh, Altamai uh, definitely did it there in the second quarter. And they had the big lead uh, there at halftime. And it was like 40-14 to 14, uh, there at the half. And then third quarter, they ended up getting the running clock uh, going for the fourth quarter. So it kind of uh, got things going quickly there in the fourth. And it was uh, Eli Miller leading the way in the points department. He had a 15, and he kind of sparked them there in the first half. Uh, there were a couple of steals in a uh, tough uh, position there with uh, how uh, Hillsborough was uh, playing defensively uh, theirs. And uh, um, Eli had 15, but uh, that did come at a cost as he was uh, injured uh, with uh, an ankle. And uh, probably if the score was a little bit closer, uh, probably would have been able to give it a go. He did try to give it a go in the second half, but with the game tonight being more important with conference purposes, mm -hmm. Uh, decided uh, against it to be cautious and uh, didn't really need him in the second half. And uh, so you uh, potentially uh, have one guy banked up. He had a, it was an ankle and he kind of injured an ankle similar to that in a baseball uh, earlier this year. Um, so that's kind of where that's at. Uh, but you uh, are having him hampered a little bit, but it was nice to see uh, Dylan Elam uh, back into the lineup uh, there last night. He came off the uh, bench, and he scored eight points after missing uh, several games uh, with a lower body uh, injury. And uh, Coach Niebuhr actually said they played him a little bit more than they wanted him to uh, with uh, foul trouble that was piling up there for Altamont. So, uh, and obviously with a blowout as well, um, didn't play him as uh, as much uh, either and I actually gave the starters a uh, rest in the fourth quarter uh, there with the running clock that was going on with the game tonight. Uh, Kata Miller also had a, a good night, another double-double uh, for him with the walking double-double that he has, uh, 13 points um, for him offensively. And also uh, uh, Melville, he had eight points in the game, but where he was strong was rebounding uh, the basketball. He had 14 of them. Uh, last night, and uh, he's also owed a steak dinner by Coach Neenberg, uh <laughs> there with uh, coming from the guard position. Um, had some conditions that were met, and 14 rebounds as a guard, you get a steak dinner uh, there. So, uh, second steak dinner that Coach Neenberg has shelled out. I was going to say, Coach in a few has days. Uh, been uh, really having to deal out those steak dinners. <laughs> yeah, and he has also walked away with the championship belt uh, last night as well. Um, and uh, Matushi ended up leading the way for Hillsborough. He had 12 points, but he definitely earned them uh, there. And McManaway was on him the majority of the night. And uh, Coach Niebuhr in the postgame credited uh, McManaway there with uh, slowing down uh, Matush uh, there in the game. Uh, so Altamont continues their little mini five-game winning streak that they're on. And going to that in the game tonight against North Clay. We'll talk about that here in a second. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere in the boys' basketball last night, it was Taylorville with a win over FEM, a 67-48. There it was. Uh, Taylorville uh, lead them by 18-10 uh, score after one quarter of play. And then 26 points for Taylorville there in the second quarter. Kind of 
uh, put that distance that they needed him uh, there. And a bunch of players in a double figures there. We had four of them uh, there, it looks like, for uh, the Tornadoes. Uh, Clark had 16 of them. Durbin, he had 14 uh, there for the uh, Tornadoes uh, there. And it looks like uh, it was uh, Bockhorn with eight, but that was the closest to double figures there for FEM Welding. Also had eight points as well in the loss. And it was Mattoon with a win over Muhammad Seymour, 57 to 55. And Mount Zion, it keeps rolling along. They're still undefeated. And it was a, a 56 to a 29 a final over Charleston. And that was it from uh, last night. Uh, schedule for tonight uh, for boys basketball in the ATC. We got a couple of non-conference matchups, or more than a couple. Uh, we got Windsor's Two Straws. They uh, traveled to a Ramsey, and a St. Elmo Brownstown is in Potoka. Uh, there have a couple of information here for a couple of these games. Uh, South Central A and a Dietrich there was supposed to have a special ceremony uh, there between the JV and varsity games, uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, for a Dietrich aid, and they're actually moving that JV game up to 5 o'clock, and then uh, the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, uh, 6.15, 6.30 in between there uh, for that ceremony, uh, but moved that up with the impending weather, and also uh, Breeze Modern Day at St. Anthony tonight here in the Inlow Center, uh, that JV game has been moved up to uh, 5 o'clock as well. Uh, in order for Breeze to travel back home mm -hmm. uh, later tonight as well. And Altamont, uh, they uh, travel to uh, Louisville and take on uh, North Clay. And, of course, you can hear that over on uh, Jack FM uh, tonight. Visiting uh, Louisville in that uh, gym. I've never seen Altamont uh, really play uh, well in that gym, both boys or girls. But uh, they pulled out wins. But uh, we'll see what happens uh, tonight. Uh, when they square off with the Cardinals and kind of a last impression before a seed meeting uh, goes down mm -hmm. and it goes down in Louisville tonight. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a big one there um, for Altamont trying to get the uh, the win, uh, like you said, for seeding purposes. Kind of last impression. We'll see what happens tonight in uh, the Lincoln Prairie as well. We got a lot of uh, matchups here. We got Arthur there at Arcola. Villa Grove hosted Ocala Valley. Arjit at Heritage. Uni Christian Sarah Gordo. Tri-County hosted Sullivan. And a game that's over on a WCRA. And that's the Cumber of the Pirates traveling up to uh, Farmer City of Blue Ridge. And uh, that game had a little bit of uh, change. They moved up that uh, JV game, right? Yes, uh, JV starting at 5 o'clock. 5 yeah. o'clock start time with the JV. So we'll be on the on air around 6.15, 6.30. i say a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah, uh, about an hour early to hopefully kind of get back down yeah. uh, to Cumberland, you know, so that Cumberland can get home um, before everything starts freezing tonight. So Right. Um, but that's the latest update I got. I got that right before we came on the air here. So, mm -hmm. um that's the latest update we got on that one. Yep. So, um, also in the uh, little line eye, we got Marshall. They're at a KZ in that rivalry game. Uh, North Central is at Paris. Mount Carmel hosting Olney. That's a great matchup there in Mount Carmel tonight. And also a good matchup in Newton as well. It's Lawrenceville making the trip to uh, Newton as well. And it's packed the place uh, there at Newton uh, tonight there mm, for that nice. game. Uh, it's Warrensboro Latham at Central A&M in a Central Illinois Conference action. Megan Meridian at Decatur St. Teresa. Shelbyville is at uh, Clinton. It's a good matchup uh, there as well. Uh, we had uh, Pena at uh, Carlinville, and Macomb is at uh, North Mac. 
And the girls' basketball, as of now, Charleston is at a Taylorville uh, there in uh, that matchup. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's take a look at uh, some action for tomorrow quickly. In a boys' basketball, there have a, a special ceremony there in Teutopolis as it's the 100-year celebration uh, there for Teutopolis basketball. So a ton of uh, former players, a ton of former coaches uh, will be in attendance uh, there with the a big matchup with Tuscola mm-hmm. coming to town for that one. And the number two in the state in 1A right now. Uh, 4.30 is when the JV game, I believe, will uh, start there and they'll have uh, ceremonies uh, there. So uh, Topless, big celebration there tomorrow. Also at uh, North Clay, they're hosting Woodlawn. OPH is at Cal New York Beecher City. Uh, we got the Litchfield tournament going on, and that has some Apollo uh, teams in it as well as Pena, Hillsborough, and Litchfield, obviously. Mattoon and Taylorville going to be participating there. Uh, Central A&M is at Arcola. Decatur St. Teresa is hosting Argenta. Heritage at Judah Christian. Uh, Wayne City is at Mount Carmel. And Flora is at Vandalia. And uh, girls basketball, uh, we have the uh, Highland Basketball Tournament. Uh, that's going to be uh, starting uh, tomorrow. And we have uh, Topolis there, and they're actually going to be taking on Taylorville. And that's going to be scheduled at approximately 5.30, but a ton of games uh, there in uh, front of it, beginning the Highland Basketball Tournament there. Uh, and the NTC CIC shootout, the game that we were talking about, uh, doesn't happen until the main event. They're at 7 o'clock, but uh, we have Cowden at Warren, or against Warrensboro Latham at 10 a.m. Uh, then the, the two JV teams for Cowden and Altamont will square off at 11.30. Nioga versus Vandalia at 1. Dietrich against Shelbyville at 2.30. Winds Two Straws versus Macon Meridian at 4. Brownstown St. Elmo against Central A&M. That'll be a good matchup at 5.30, so come early for that one. And then stay for the main event as it's Altamonta versus Tuscola, 7 o'clock there, and we'll have coverage on a Jack FM for that one. Number four team in the state versus the number five team in the state there to close things out in the NTC CIC shootout there in Altamont uh, tomorrow evening. So it should be an indeed and. I know what happened the last time Altamont and Tuscola uh, got together in the Altamont gym. It was a classic. Yep. We'll see what happens uh, there tomorrow. Uh, we also have the Little Line Conference tournament uh, beginning. Uh, we have uh, Mount Carmel squaring off against Lawrenceville at 1 o'clock, noon against Olney at 2.30, uh, Paris against Casey at 4 o'clock, Robinson against Marshall at uh, 5.30 uh, there. And we also have the Lincoln Prairie uh, Conference Tournament beginning uh, tomorrow uh, there as well. So uh, we'll have the results and the schedule of those games coming up on the website, fmradio.com, and click on our local sports tab. That's where you can find uh, that information there. But right now we got to run and we got to talk about the NFL playoffs, the Super Wild Card Weekend coming up this weekend. And we're talking about that. Those matchups coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk with your friends, You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. 
It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now, Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the Week 6 win over the Titan, te- 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 Texans and has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the you Sports know, Center read. What? They, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division Titans, Titans, Texans? and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On 98 9, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Star Update. Jordan Cairo had a close blues as they beat the New York Rangers 5-2 at Enterprise Center. He had a hat trick in the victory. St. Louis now 21-18-1 on the season. They will host Boston tomorrow night. St. Louis Cardinals are checking players off their arbitration to-do list. Team signed closer Ryan Helsley to a one-year deal worth $3.8 million yesterday. In doing so, they avoided arbitration with Halsey. St. Louis also avoided arbitration with Tommy Edmond. Bulls relievers Andrew Kittridge, John King. College basketball action from yesterday. Eastern Illinois was crushed by Moorhead State, 78-52. Lincolnwood beat Southeast Missouri State, 74-68. SAU Edwardsville edged Southern Indiana, 67-64. And Western Illinois took down UT Martin, 73-64. Tomorrow, Lindenwood will visit Tennessee State. Missouri State is at Evansville. Southeast Missouri State travels to Tennessee Tech. Eastern Illinois hosts Western Illinois. Southern Illinois welcomes Drake. And SAU Edwardsville is at home against Moorhead State. The Blackhawks gave up two goals in the final four minutes of regulation during a 2-1 loss to the Winnipeg Jets at Canada Life Center yesterday. Chicago last place in the Central Division with 26 points and a 12-28-2 record. They host Dallas tomorrow night. And the Bulls go for their fourth win in a row tonight when they host Golden State Warriors at the United Center. Tonight's game tips off at 7 o'clock. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Uh, Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there. And in the pod, we'll have more about that Bulls game tonight because something happened yesterday, and we're going to talk about it. Mm, okay, we'll talk Let's about it. The Bulls. We'll talk about it in the pod. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so it's a super wild card weekend here coming up, and we got matchups in the wild card round. As on a Saturday, it all gets started there on NBC at 3:30, and it's going to be the Cleveland Browns making the trip to Houston and take on the Texans. C.J. Stroud versus Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. That's what you drew up there. And it. it. Is not, but I guess that's what we're getting. <laughs> Texans go from a number two pick in the draft all the way to the wild card round. See what happens when you fire Lovey Smith? Yeah. What happens when you get rid of Father Time? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleveland in favor by a point in this one, so I think that just goes to show you that um, it's close. Yes. The game will be uh, close. It's a toss-up. And you can hear this game, Travis, uh, right here on 98.9 The Game. Oh, yeah. Tonight, or tomorrow night, I Tomorrow, 3.30. Yes. Um, uh, coverage starts at 3 o'clock. Okay. So uh, we'll be uh, listening into to uh, that. And uh, then the uh, nightcap on a Saturday is the return of there for our Tyree Kill to yes. uh, Kansas City. And we'll see if he gets a warm reception uh, because not a lot of things are going to be warm there in uh, Kansas City. Uh, there, the uh, Chiefs are favored by minus four and a half, but that could just be the wind temperature uh, there as well at kickoff. So uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be very cold. Uh, it's projected to be uh, temperatures hovering around five degrees. Uh, the wind chill could be a minus eleven uh, there. So uh, good luck to the uh, warm weather Dolphins. They're in Kansas City. But if you want to go to this game, tickets are fairly reasonable here on ESPN and secondary markets. They're lower than $50. That's so not bad. If you want to go to a playoff game in Arrowhead, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that is. That's not bad. A buddy joked with me yesterday and wanted to know if I wanted to go to the game. And I said, you can pay me to go to this game. <laughs> I'm not sitting out in minus degree temperatures. No. Uh-uh. And watching teams that I don't really care for. No. That you don't have a, a rooting interest in one way or the other. Uh, this is exclusively on Peacock, by the way. Yes. If you didn't get that hammered home last week. Uh, then on a Sunday there at a noon, it starts there with the uh, Bills and uh, Steelers. A big a point discrepancy there. And it kind of has moved between a 9.5. It is right now. I've seen it minus 10. As well, some people lock it in as. So, uh, Buffalo, a big favorite against the Steelers, who uh, squeaked into the playoffs. Yep. With uh, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, still can't believe that the Steelers are here when, what, three, four weeks ago, everyone was saying that uh, Tomlin needed to be fired. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. Uh, the Packers a and a Cowboys at a 3.30, and, of course, this is a reunion with uh, Coach McCarthy uh, there with his former team, the Packers. But this is in Dallas, so I'm not really uh, too worried or being on upset alert uh, there for Dallas. Uh, they are favored by a touchdown, though. Ninth all-time postseason meeting between the Packers and Cowboys, tied for the most common matchup in postseason history, hmm. but it'll be the first time they meet in the wild card round. Hmm. They're 4-4 four and four against each other in the playoffs. Nice. Now we just talked about the catch. Yep. That wasn't the other Packers day. Packers have won the last two. Hmm. In fact, they're 9-1 and one against the Cowboys since 09, including playoffs. Hmm. Including four straight in Dallas. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Some uh, good history on Green That's Bay right. side. So be careful about that. And, of 
course, uh, whoever, if uh, Coach McCarthy loses this game, uh, the fire, the hot seat is uh, going to be there. And McCarthy has never beaten the Packers. <laughs> yes. Second time he has faced them, he lost 31-28 in Green Bay last season. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also the uh, nightcap also has a reunion that's much talked about, and uh, that's going to be uh, the Rams in Detroit to take on the Lions. First playoff game in a forward field, and it's old friend for both these teams, really, but it's mainly Matthew Stafford uh, going to be coming back to Detroit mm-hmm. for the first time uh, there. So you couldn't write it any better if the L.A. and the NFL script writers uh, had it best. It's golf versus Stafford matchup of the two former quarterbacks on opposite sides. Second all-time playoff meeting between the Lions and the Rams. They originally met in the 1952 divisional playoffs, Lions winning 31-21 before defeating the Browns for the NFL championship. Hmm. Lions have lost nine straight playoff games, the longest playoff losing streak in NFL history. Their first home playoff game, Travis, since 1993 wildcard against Green Bay. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And it's old Matthew Stafford. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens uh, there. The Lions are favored by three in uh, this one, despite uh, the Rams playing some uh, good ball as of late. But I kind of think that it means a little bit more for uh, golf to have a good performance against his former team that kind of wrote him off and right. traded for uh, Stafford there. So everybody's talking about uh, Stafford trying to get some revenge on Detroit, but I think it's more so golf is a revenge game. I, that's what I think. So... Uh, and then on a Monday night, you got the uh, Eagles and Tampa to take on the Bucks. Philly's actually favored by three here in this one, and this one's going to be on Monday Night Football ESPN. Uh, they're the mothership. Mm-hmm. Six playoff uh, meeting between the two teams. Bucks lead at three to two. Baker Mayfield leading Tampa and Eagles. Eagles coach could be on the hot seat. However, Travis, well. Eagles beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week three of the season, which, by the way, was also on Monday night. Mm. So looking to become the first team since 2019 to win two road games versus a team in a single season. Mm. And obviously the top two uh, seeds are the uh, betting favorites to potentially get to uh, the Super Bowl uh, there as well. The team that's participating in the uh, wild card around that has the best chances, Buffalo. Uh, there as well to get to the Super Bowl. All right, uh, so we move along in, and we're up against the clock, and we'll try to close it out with uh, some NBA a little bit, and we'll carry that over to the pod. So that's what we got coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Krenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Your home is an investment for the long term, and your home's foundation is the key to protecting that investment. For foundation problems like wall cracks and uneven floors, or issues with a wet basement or crawl space, contact all things basementy experts, Woods Basement Systems. Call Woods at 800-388-9326. That's 800-388-9326. Foundation problems don't get better with time, they get better with us. 
and all things basement tea experts. Go to woodsbasementsystems.com today. That's woodsbasementsystems.com. And now. So uh, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Who's the Super Bowl champ? I got the Bills and the Buccaneers, and I got until they knock them off. I got the Bucks again. They repeat as a champion. I think Josh Allen's great, but not good enough to beat the uh, supposed GOAT. The starting lineup. Well, Travis, I'm going to cheer you up. Are you ready? I got Jacksonville versus the Bears in the Super Bowl. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back here to the uh, starting lineup. You're on 98.9 The Game. And we're only here on 98.9. I would say a smidge a bit uh, longer. Did have a couple of things to uh, hit up on there from the NBA uh, last night. We had the uh, Paris game yesterday afternoon. Cavs got the win there. 111-102 to 102, uh, there over Brooklyn. So, Cleveland, I guess you should play all your games internationally. Yes. Picked up the dub there. Uh, the uh, Bucks they were impressive against the uh, Celtics, 135-102. to The Bucks getting uh, the win there. Giannis, 24 points, 12 rebounds uh, there. And it was actually 24 straight points so the Bucks did at one point in the game to beat Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the uh, Mavs minus Luka, but they still got the win over the Knicks, 128-124. to 124. Kyrie goes for 40 of 4 in the game last night. It was the Lakers. Uh, they uh, fell last night, 19 and 20. They are 127 to 109. The Suns got the win, and Bradley Beal he went off last night at 37 points in the win for Phoenix. So when the big three is out there for Phoenix. Seems to be pretty good. Yep. Uh, Devin Booker goes for a third in the city as it was uh, the uh, Thunder. Big over uh, Portland. 139 to uh, 77. That's a 62-point mm-hmm. margin of victory. The sixth largest in NBA history. And we will talk more about it in the pod, Travis. I got a lot more on the NBA, a lot more NFL, as well as that uh, Bulls note for you and we got a uh, pick them as pick well em as well so sports history as well we'll hit yeah. up on that loaded yes loaded, loaded overtime coming up so uh, i got 75 pages here of notes i gotta get through so oh wow get ready my goodness get ready for an hour long yes overtime i got nowhere to be Maybe not quite that long, but uh, we'll uh, talk to you on a Monday and enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend and enjoy all basketball uh, this weekend. And uh, stay warm out there as well. We'll catch you on a Monday uh, here, so enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to The Starting Lineup on 98.9 The Game. Suzuki, the call. No, no. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. We got a lot to uh, hit up on here in the pod. 
We got some pick'em to take care of. We got more football, more NBA, the state of sports history, and see whatever else we can come up with as well. We got the Bulls, baseball, lots of stuff. Everything. To hit up on here. Everything. Is there anything on SportsCenter that you want to clean up? Yeah, we got a lot on SportsCenter. Bears losing one of their true home games for the 2024 season. We mentioned yesterday the Bears will be playing in London uh, in 2024. Bears are 1-1 all-time in London. So, there you go. Uh, Losing a home game. Yep. Uh, The Cubs, Travis, have made a deal with the devil. That's right. They traded for Dodgers prospect Michael Bush and reliever Yancey Almonte yesterday. Chicago sent prospects Jackson Ferris and Zaire Hope back to Los Angeles to complete the deal. Bush hit 323 with 27 home runs and 90 RBIs in 98 games at AAA last season, but hit just 167 in 27 Major League games with the Dodgers. Almonte was 3-2 with a 5.06 ERA in 49 appearances with Los Angeles last season. Cubs also avoided arbitration with six players signing them to one-year deals yesterday. Yeah, the Dodgers, that guy was the number two prospect. Yeah. In their organization. Made a deal with the devil, Travis. <laughs> I mean, why not? Well, because it's the Dodgers. I mean. I don't want anything to do with anything. They're not going to be Dodgers. able to pay anybody later in their tenure. That's true. So, uh, Chris Getz is adding to the White Sox front office club. Hired Jin Wong as the assistant general manager yesterday. Wong has spent the last 24 seasons in the Royals organization, played a role in helping build the Royals into American League champions in 2014 and 2015. In other Sox news, the team avoided arbitration with seven players yesterday, including starting pitcher Dylan Cease and first baseman Andrew Vaughn. So, Travis, does that make it more likely Dylan Cease starts the year with the White Sox? He avoided arbitration. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of makes it more likely, right? I, I, I think he'll be traded at the deadline, but I don't think he's getting traded this offseason. Yeah, it doesn't look like that, mm-hmm. no. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson does not plan to change how he plays. The fourth overall pick in the 2023 draft missed the majority of his rookie season after undergoing season-ending surgery for a shoulder sprain. Richardson, who says some of his injuries were unfortunate, managed to score seven touchdowns in the 12 quarters he played. General manager Chris Mallard also confirmed that offensive or defensive coordinator Gus Bradley remains under contract and will return next season. The Cleveland Browns were dealt a serious injury to their top cornerback. Denzel Ward suffered a knee injury at practice on Thursday. Head coach Kevin Stefanski said the three-time Pro Bowler was limited and his status for Saturday afternoon's wild card showdown against the Texans in Houston is questionable. Hmm. Um, we already talked about that. Uh, the Yankees, they're handing out some big bucks. The Bronx Bombers and Juan Soto came to terms on a record-setting $31 million salary the 2024 season. The salary tops the $30 million Shohei Otani agreed to last offseason. Soto, of course, was acquired by the Yankees in a trade with the Padres back in December. 25-year-old has a career 284 hitter with 160 home runs and 483 RBIs across his first six seasons in the majors. According to ESPN, the Yanks also agreed to a contract with right-hander Marcus Stroman. Ah, Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman is a Yankee. Two-year deal, I believe. He's a New York Yankee. That's right. Two years, $37 million. Went from a Met to a Yankee. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, there we go. Maybe next week, Travis, in the, the lull of the middle of the week, we'll recheck on our MLB free agency game and see who's doing well at that one. Haven't had an update on that one in a while. Yeah, no, we haven't. So, we'll, ha- we'll have to look at that. 
Uh, the NCAA is levying weighty consequences against the Florida State football program following an investigation into its NIL practices. Florida State will play the next two seasons under probation. will have to separate from its NIL collective for the 2024 season after the NCAA concluded that the program broke rules about using NIL offers for recruiting. Investigation found the offensive coordinator Alex Atkins set up a meeting with Georgia transfer um, Amarius Mims and a booster from the Seminoles Rising Spear NIL Collective. Mims was offered $15,000 per month to, tra- to transfer to Florida State during the meeting. Hmm. Not good. Can't do that. It's a Florida State again. Florida State, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, they just have a vendetta against Florida State, yeah, apparently. Yeah, just hates them. Yeah. Just hates them. Oh, man. Uh, court documents show Georgia football staffers routinely drove after consuming alcohol. The material was fired, filed in court on Thursday by attorneys representing a former staffer who was seriously injured in a car accident last year that killed a Bulldog player and another staffer. Offensive lineman Devin Wilcock and recruiting advisor Chancellor LaCroix died January 15, 2023, after police say their car crashed into a pole while drag racing former Georgia and current Philadelphia Eagles defensive end Jalen Carter. Victoria Bowles survived the accident and filed the lawsuits. Attorneys say UGA assistant football coaches use cash to pay for recruiting expenses, which is a violation of NCAA rules. Mm. Not good going on there. No. Reports are, Travis, the Patriots have their new man. Mm-hmm. They have found their next coach. Multiple reports say the team will announce Jared Mayo will succeed Bill Belichick at a press conference next week. Mayo has spent his entire professional football career with the franchise, played eight seasons for the team after being drafted in the first round of the 2008 draft, and has been made the inside linebackers coach the last five years. Mayo will become the NFL's youngest coach at 37 years old, and just the fourth Patriots coach, coach since 1993. And Travis, mm-hmm. I've got to talk about the most important thing about Bill Belichick retiring. What's that? We may finally... For the first time since 2002, get the right New England Patriot coach in Madden. Bill Belichick, of course, not a member of the NFL Head Coaches Association, so therefore was never included in Madden. The last game he was included in is 2002. Here's a picture of him, Travis, from the 2002 Madden game (laughs) of Coach Belichick. So now possibly for the first time since 2002, we may have the correct New England Patriot uh, quarterback. By the way, last year's coach was Peter Gaffney for the Patriots, who looks just like Bill Belichick. Very similar. Bald head, like, beard, glasses. Yeah. Striking resemblance. Other famous uh, coaches, of course, Chad Masters, Griffin yep. Murphy, and an e-coach. Yep, the, the legend Chad Masters. Yes. It's kind of like John Dowd being in the MVP uh, baseball game. Yep, it's exactly like The greatest player, John Dowd. Mm -hmm. So we may finally get a New England Patriots quarterback that's the correct quarterback. Yeah, you know, I think I heard some people uh, say after Coach Belichick was uh, gone about potentially uh, Mr. Kraft going the opposite way, the Patriot way, and maybe trying to restart things. So much for that. Yeah. Uh, You hired within, and it seemed like – you had this going on for quite a while in the works in the pipeline mm-hmm. uh, for Gerard Mayo, who was a captain when he played for the Patriots. Correct. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, someone that they want to uh, be on the sidelines, despite mm-hmm. not having any real head coach experience yeah. uh, there, but a lot of experience with the uh, organization. 
Uh, he is the youngest coach in the NFL, and now he, as he's a month younger than Sean McVay. Ah. So I no longer have the youngest coach in the NFL. Travis, what are you going to do now? Mm, I don't know. Just a month older. Are oh. you a month younger? Well, he's got some making up to do because McVay's already a Super Bowl winner. So that's right. Got some making up to do. Of course, uh, Mayo, I believe, won one. I was gonna say. I mean, he probably he's been on Patriots yeah. team, so I'm sure he's got one. All right. Finally, in Sports Center, Travis, the Bulls organization is coming off a celebration last night at the United Center honoring the 95-96 championship team that went 72-10 and in the regular season. The team inducted the players into the Ring of Honor. We talked about this, the first Ring of Honor in Bulls history. And Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and Michael Jordan were no-shows. Mm. Jordan, though, was the only one who sent in a video message. Yeah. Bulls plan to honor the Ring of Honor inductees at halftime of tonight's game against the Golden State Warriors at the United Center. But Travis... If you're missing those three players, who are you inducting? <laughs> right. Steve Kerr was there because they're taking on Golden State. Uh, so yeah. Steve Kerr was there. Tony Kukoc was there. Luke Longley was there. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. are those the guys? <laughs> no. When you think of that, that, that dynamic team who won all those games, those aren't the three players that popped to mind first. No. So. What's Michael Jordan doing? Getting ready for the NASCAR season. Oh, we got racing news we got to talk about, too, in the pod. Yes, but we're here in the pod. I know. So we could it talk about it. It popped in my head. I got to I gotta say it out loud, otherwise I'll forget it. I mean, is it really a surprise that Dennis Rodman did show up? I mean, he did show up when he was playing. But uh, Scotty, yeah, the, he's fallen off the deep end, well, so here's, here's not surprised he didn't show I thought... Rodman is always going to be a question mark no matter what. Rodman's Rodman. Rodman's Rodman. I mean, he may show up tonight for halftime of the game. Yeah. But not show up at the actual ceremony last night. I was thinking that you could have one of the two be there as far as Pippen or Jordan. Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of a thing of, all right, Jordan's going to be here. Pippen, sorry, you can't come. In a nice way. Or Jordan can't be here. Pippen, we'd really like you to come. The mm-hmm. fact that neither one of them was there. And again, Travis, I don't think I would have a big issue with this if it wasn't the first class. This is the first class that's going in, and the three headliners couldn't be there. Yeah. That, to me, is the the thing that upsets me. Right. If it wasn't the first class, okay, then you, you understand it. But it's the first class. Mm-hmm. like. Yeah, exactly. You're not buying a ticket to watch Luke Longley? No. Get inducted to the Ring of Honor? No. <laughs> John Solly? No. Uh, Ron Harper. Ron Harper wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> uh, Bill Wellington. Bill Wellington, yes. Yeah. Horace Grant was there. Hmm. He was taking pictures, I see. Uh, Tony Kukoc there with a uh, with the 97 championship trophy. Of course, Tony Kukoc is going to hold on to it. Sure, that irked Jordan. <laughs> Bob Love, who wasn't part of that Bulls team, but was getting inducted as well. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf was there. Oh, boy, Travis, Jerry Reinsdorf was there. <laughs> they had a shrine built for Michael Jordan. So there you go. Nice. The, including Travis, the black and red jersey. 
Of course. The 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 best looking Bulls jersey yeah, ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Bulls executive. Bulls general general manager. Former play by play announcer Neil Funk was there. Luke Longley. Have you seen a picture of Luke Longley, Travis? No. This is Luke Longley now. Hmm. He looks like he just came out of his bed, out of his van down by the river. Interesting. Yeah, he kind of looks like Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Not what I expected him to look like. Is Phil Jackson there? That's what I'm looking to see. The Windy City Bulls president was there. Mm-hmm. There's Horace Grant. Horace Grant looks like he could still play today. I mean, he looks just like the same, only with a beard. Yeah. Got to put the goggles on, though. But of course. Other than that. Classic. Uh, the widow of Jerry Krause was there. Mm. Bill Wellington was there. There's a shrine associated with that team. Artist Gilmore. Chicago Sky player uh, Clea Cooper was there. Hmm. Jerry Reinsdorf. Will Purdue. Nice. Will Purdue. Tony Kukoc. Jason uh, Caffey. I don't know who that is, but I'm loving the Pharrell hat he's got on. Great hat. <laughs> don't know who he is, but. There's Ron Harper. Uh, you mean 7.3 average in his career? Yes. Jason Caffey, yes. two-time NBA champion. There you go. <laughs> There's Ron Harper. Yep. I mean, it looks cool. I, I'd go see this. But, again, your first one and you're missing so many people. The mayor of Chicago was there. And that's it. So, mm. no Phil. No Phil Jackson. No Phil Jackson. Hmm. What's he up to? What's he doing? So Travis, is, is it, it bad? A is it bad? Thing? Is it bad that I I checked to make sure he was still with us? Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, eh, maybe that could be a reason why, but but is it no. bad that your first one has so many prominent people missing? All right. Yeah. Doesn't that just immediately lower the value of your Ring of Honor? Because, like, to me. If you're going to induct, like, let's say the Lakers of 01, for example, when they won a title or something like that, mm-hmm. into the Lakers Ring of Honor. Yeah. I guarantee you Shaq will be there. I guarantee you that, you know, some of those other prominent people will be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about, like, Magic's team when it went in. You know, Kareem and, and Magic, and they'd be there. Yeah. Why are the big players for the Bulls not showing up? Are they that disgraced by the organization? Are they still bitter about what happened and the exit? I guess so. And that's really upsetting and disappointing. <laughs> I guess so. That Jordan is, is that upset and bitter still. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. He took it personally. Well, Jordan, then... I took it personally that you weren't there. Hmm. Yeah, what are you doing? I take it personally, Jordan. <laughs> All right. All right. That's Sports Center, Travis. That's, that's all of Sports Center. That's all of Sports Center. Yeah, but we still got we, we, we got buckloads. You want to start since we just went from the NBA? You want to continue with NBA talk? Yeah. Okay. So, last night, Travis, mm-hmm. was not the most competitive night in NBA basketball. In fact, 
three of the five teams to earn a victory won wire to wire. Hmm. It's the first time 50% or more of games featuring a wire to wire win on a single day since December 5th of 2006. Hmm. There wow. were three total lead changes across the five games, Travis. Wow. That is the second fewest lead changes per game on a single day with five-plus games in the last 25 seasons. Hmm. The Suns-Laker game had the most lead changes with two. Wow. Two. Two lead changes. Nice. Biggest leads of the night by losing teams on Thursday. The Nets, zero. The Celtics, zero. The Blazers, five. The hmm. Knicks, zero. And the Lakers, one. Hmm. So, yes, wow. the Trailblazers, who lost by 62 points, had the largest lead of any of the five losing teams. Wow. That is... Ugh. <laughs> ugh. So that's that's my little tidbit there on the uh, the NBA. Hmm. That's uh, embarrassing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Um, where do you want to head to next? Uh, let's see here. I'll pull up the uh, everything else. Um... Put racing on there. I did not know. Okay. I'll remember that one. I'll have to pencil in racing. Uh, did we get stuff with the NFL? NFL was just, uh, it's going to go along the with Pickham. It's just going to go along with Pickham and the Patriots coach, yes. So we'll, we'll save that for, for Pickham because I have a stat for each game that uh, I will bring up whenever I make my selections. Okay, so uh, let's go to this day in sports history then. All right, this day in sports history as I scroll through to try and find where it is because 74 pages makes for a lot of scrolling. Uh, Still scrolling. Good gravy. Um, This day in sports history for the whole weekend. It's all the way at the bottom. All right, today is the 12th, so we'll start with the 12th. On this day, Travis, in 1969, Joe Namath guaranteed a win and leads the Jets to a 16-7 win in Super Bowl III. The game was instrumental in proving the quality of the AFL and the merger that would occur in 1970. Hmm. Broadway Joe. Jets haven't won since. Yeah. On this day in 2013, Colin Kaepernick rushed for 181 yards, the most in a playoff game by a quarterback, and had two touchdowns as the 49ers beat the Packers 45-31. Mm. On this day in 2015, four-seed Ohio State beat Oregon in the first-ever college football playoff championship game. Championship completes an improbable run for quarterback Cardell Jones, who was third on the depth chart entering the 2014 season. Mm. Tomorrow, January 13, 1991, Raiders running back Bo Jackson suffers a hip injury while being tackled in a playoff game against the Bengals. The injury unfortunately leads to a degenerative condition which forces his retirement from the NFL. Hmm. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. You don't know, Bo. Man. Uh, January 13th, 1999, for the second time in his career, Michael Jordan announces his retirement from the NBA. Like the first one, this one will not be permanent. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And finally, January 13th, 2009, Jody Meeks sets the Kentucky single-game record with 54 points versus Tennessee. Mm. He was a player in the NBA one time. January 14th, 1973, the Dolphins became the first and still only undefeated team in NFL history, beating Washington in Super Bowl VIII to finish off a 17-0 campaign. Hmm. 
January 14, 1996, the Steelers outlast the Colts 20-16 in the AFC Championship game. For the 95 season, the Steelers trailed 16-13 with 3.03 left until quarterback Neil O'Donnell made big plays on a 67-yard touchdown drive. Colts' final bid for victory went it was an unanswered Hail Mary pass from Jim Harbaugh off the hands and chest of wide receiver Aaron Bailey. Hmm. January 14, 2001, Trent Dilfer hit Shannon Sharp for a 96-yard touchdown, the longest reception in NFL playoff history as the Ravens go on to win 16-3 at the Raiders in the AFC Championship game. Hmm. Oh, that Ravens team. That was such a good team. Yeah, it was. Great quarterback there, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, right? Everyone forgets about him. Hall of Famer. January 14th, 2012, Tom Brady ties an NFL playoff record with six passing touchdowns in the Patriots' 45-10 win over the Broncos. And finally, January 14th, 2012, the Saints and 49ers combine for 34 points in the fourth quarter as Vernon Davis records the catch three as his 14-yard touchdown from Alex Smith gives the 49ers a 36-32 win. The, the catch three. The catch three. That's what it's called, Travis. Did you not know that? Please. Did you not know Give that? Give me a break. Hmm. I, I, I don't name these things, Travis. I don't. I know, but that's ridiculous. I agree with you. I'm not arguing that fact. I agree it's ridiculous, and I would not, not call it that. Yeah, I refuse to call it that. So, there you go. That's uh, that's what we got there. All right. Let's see. Um, you want to say pick them for the end? Uh, yeah. Cause now I can't. I lost my my spot here and all my pages worth of stuff that I was going to use for my notes here. Pages and pages. My pages and pages and pages and pages. Uh, I don't think I have anything to write my picks down on. Oh, no. Uh, hmm. There's a notebook back here, I think. Or at least a scrap piece of paper. That's all that matters. It's a spare piece of paper. It's a piece of paper with a bunch of sponsors on it. That's okay. We don't need those. Hmm. All right. Did you find it? Um, I found part of it. Yeah, we'll we'll just uh we'll keep going. We'll we'll I'll, I'm good. I'm good whenever you are. All right. Let's get to pick them okay. then. Pick them for Super Wild Card Weekend. What do we got? All right. We will start with we're, we're picking all these games, Travis. We're picking all of the playoff games. I was just going to do the games we're doing, but I'm like, it's the playoffs. Let's just do all of them. So start Browns good to me. at Texans. Browns minus two, Travis. Browns minus two, you Browns say. Browns minus two. Ah... Uh, I I got the let's go with the Texans. Travis is going with the Texans. 
Travis, I will be going with the Browns. Here's my fact for this game. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco faced head coach DeMarco Ryans as a player in four games, including the playoffs. Flacco won three of the four meetings, including a playoff game in the 2011 divisional round. And Travis, Joe Flacco tied with Tom Brady for the most wins by a starting quarterback on the road in the playoffs. And Travis, Joe Flacco is 5-0 and in the wild card round. He has never lost hmm. in the wild card round. So I'm going in with Joe Flacco. Nice. Never lost. Never lost. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, Interesting. that is that game. All right, let's move on to our next game. Travis, Dolphins at the Chiefs. It is uh, Chiefs minus four and a half. It's four and a half. Hmm. Well, I know that the uh, Chiefs haven't been themselves lately. And uh, they still end up winning the West. Uh, I, I'm worried that everybody's going with the Chiefs here. That the Dolphins could somehow pull something out and uh, surprise people with the uh, cold temperatures apparently not mattering at all according to the stats. But I'm going to go KC minus four and a half. You had a great season, Tua. You had a great season, Dolphins, but... You blew it against the Bills, and so you blow it here in Kansas City. Travis, I am going Dolphins in this one. The fact, as you said, the stats uh, back it up. There are more drops in colder weather. Oh, gosh. For wide receivers. What team led (laughs) the NFL in drops this season? The Chiefs. That would be the Chiefs. So, therefore, using that number, I'm going to go with it. Plus, I'm going to buck trends because... The Dolphins have not won their last 10 games in temperatures with kickoff of less than 40 degrees. Wow. So I'm going to try and buck trend here. I don't know if the Dolphins will win, but I think they will keep it close. By the way, fun fact, mm-hmm. do you know who individually led the league in drops this year? I would guess Tony. No, that would be Tyreek Hill. Huh. So if he was on this team as everyone was wishing he was, they'd still have drops because Tyreek Hill leads the league in drops. Mm, interesting. Yes, I thought that was an interesting stack as well mm. from ESPN there. Thanks, ESPN, for, for that one. All right, moving on. Uh, next, we've got the Steelers at the Bills on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Bills, minus nine and a half. Travis, who you got? Uh, there's supposed to be a lot of wind mm-hmm. here and. I don't know about snow, but I know for sure the wind. But I got Buffalo. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, and no one is playing like the Buffalo Bills right now to close things out at the end of the year. And so I got Buffalo here. Travis, I will agree with you on Buffalo for this one. Um, These two teams, it's their fourth postseason meeting, first since 95. Head coaches Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott, Travis, both William and Mary alums and were teammates on the Tribe in 93 and 94. Don't forget also both these teams made midseason changes to the offensive coordinator position as well. Hmm. Steelers fired Matt Canada after week 11. Bills fired Ken Dorsey after week 10. That's right. So there you go. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with uh, – I just think the Bills, like you said, are playing a little bit too – too much. They've won the most, uh, could win the most 
in five years. And uh, Josh Allen looking to pad his impressive production stats. He has the most passing rushing yards per game in playoff history. Yes, more so than Patrick Mahomes and anyone else. So I think he's going to pad to that this weekend. Uh, 26 is the kickoff temperature and possible snow showers, but 25 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts Mm -hmm. potentially uh, there in Buffalo this weekend. All right. Moving on, Packers, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Cowboys, minus seven. I I got Dallas in this one. They're at home. They're at least going to win on wild card weekend. You, you, you would think. They're at home. I, I will go Cowboys as well. More so because I don't have as strong a feeling, and so I'd rather play the game and pick the same team as you. Um, Green Bay 1-8 in the Super Bowl era with an underdog of 7-plus points in the playoffs. Four of those eight losses have come to Dallas. And the Packers, though, 5-0 and at AT&T Stadium all time, including that Super Bowl win against the Steelers. They have never lost at AT&T Stadium. Yeah, never lost. Little, that is a little concerning to me. Hmm. Just That's saying. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, recent heartbreak for the, the Cowboys in the postseason, well-documented. And Mike McCarthy becomes the second coach uh, to face a team in the postseason that he previously won a Super Bowl with. The other former Packers coach, Mike Holmgren, who faced the Packers twice. Yeah. He did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, there you go. Um, it's going to come down to Jordan Love in this one. Jordan Love, how well can he play? Yep. It's not against the Bears this week, and, buddy. And here we go. Uh, Dak Prescott led the NFL with 36 passing touchdowns in the regular season. Jordan Love was second with 32. From Elias, this is the first time in NFL history the outright top two leaders in passing touchdowns have faced off in their team's playoff opener. Both were among the most prolific touchdown passers in a variety of situations. Man coverage, Prescott led the NFL. Love was second. Perimeter throws, Prescott led the NFL. Love was second. Quick throws, both of them threw 14 passes within two and a half seconds this year. So uh, that's what it's going to come down to. That's going to be a, a fun one there. It should. Looking forward to that one. Yep. Uh, next up, Travis Rams, Lions. Lions minus three. Are you going to go with your heart? Or are you going to go with your head, Travis? Hmm. What a story this is. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford coming home mm-hmm. to Detroit. It's a ruin of the Lions' playoffs, dreams, and hopes of the season. It was written to be so, and so it shall be done. Completely unbiased. I think that just like the Bills in the AFC, they're playing well. No one wants to play the Los Angeles Rams right now with the three-headed monster of Stafford, Williams, Cup, also Nakua as well. It's the Rams. Rams plus three. Completely unbiased. I also, Travis, am going with the Rams. As Jared Goff. Jared Goff is looking to become the first Lions quarterback to win a playoff game since Eric Kramer in 91. Which mm-hmm. is not great at all. <laughs> 
Jared Goff, though, Travis, four passing touchdowns in six career playoff games. He's never thrown multiple playoff touchdowns, multiple touchdowns in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. That's not great. Hmm. And for Matthew Stafford, he's playing his first career playoff game in Detroit. He is, yep. Even though he played with them. They yep. never had a home game. So. Nope, never. I, I just, great story. I want it to come true. I just don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. <coughs> if there's any other team, I would pick. I would pick the Lions. Yep. Yep. It's not this one. Yep. However, since that 2021 season, Travis, did you know that Stafford and Goff both have 24 wins? Goff has more passing touchdowns than Stafford. Stafford has more yards per attempt, and they almost have exactly the same completion percentage. They're basically the exact same players since mm-hmm. that trade. And Stafford's been banged up. Yep. But here is why, Travis, if you want to go with numbers, here's your stat for this game. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm Quarterbacks ready. to face team after starting for them in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Revenge goes to the quarterback. Peyton mm-hmm. Manning faced the Colts in the 2014 divisional round. Beat them. 1980 wild card, Ken Stabler beat the Raiders. Beat them. 1977 Super Bowl, Craig Morton beat the Cowboys. So the previous three times, the quarterback has got their revenge. Hmm. So we'll see if Stafford, or if Goff, can follow in those footsteps. Hmm. And finally, Monday night, Travis, Eagles, Buccaneers. Eagles minus three. Ah, man, you know, Eagles have been the complete opposite of playing well. Uh, what, they've lost five of their last six to stumble in here. As things not going well, mm-hmm. close out the season. Only win was against the Giants, and Jalen Hurts may have a hurt finger. Ah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, let's do another unbiased uh, pick here. Tampa plus three. I also, Travis, will go Tampa. Here's some some facts on this game, which some of these I just absolutely love. The Eagles, Travis, are 0-6 against the spread in their last six games. Yep. That is the longest against the spread losing streak by any team entering the playoffs since 2002. Mm -hmm. They're the sixth team in Super Bowl era to enter the playoffs on a six-plus game against the spread losing streak each of the previous five won their playoff opener. So Mm. maybe Eagles do have some luck on their side. However, one of the things that the Bucs love to do is blitz. They have been really good at blitzing this season, and Jalen Hurts has the most turnovers when blitzed. Yep, that's true. That is not great if you are an Eagles fan. So. No. Um, and this Eagles defense has been pitiful in this slump <laughs> that they have been in. And Travis, um, the Eagles, with their their losing streak like we talked about, just odds are against them. Uh, the Eagles lost five of their final six games. Three of the previous five did not rebound to win a single playoff game. And none of the previous uh, five teams to lose five of the last six games made it past the divisional round. Wow. 
So even if the Eagles do win this, don't expect a big run from the Eagles if numbers are on their side. That's crazy how they can go from like Jalen Hurts saying uh, possibly the Eagles being the best team in the NFC, mm-hmm. and then now to this. Now, a couple, couple other things before we, we get out of here, Travis, and finish up NFL. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about the Stafford golf trade. Yeah. There's two other trades that are impacting this game these games this weekend. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Went from the Texans to the Browns. It's true. Watson has fourteen passing touchdowns in twelve games with the Browns. Joe Flacco has thirteen passing touchdowns in five games with the Browns. <laughs> so uh, nice. there you go. Who did uh so so Deshaun and a sixth rounder went to the Browns. The Texans received a first, a fourth, a first, a third, a first, and a fourth for Watson. Who'd they turn those players into? Will Anderson Jr.? He's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Tank Dell, who's on IR. So yeah. Christian Harris. Mm-hmm. Damian Pierce as well. Mm. And then, of course, Sta- uh, Stafford for Goff we know about. But the picks, Travis, that went along with Jared Goff to the Lions included Jamari Gibbs. Yeah. Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm. As it's well. It's been working out for him. And yep. Laporta is, is hurt. Yep. And then Tyreek Hill. Yep. The Chiefs in that trade got Rashid Rice, who leads all Chiefs with seven receiving touchdowns and all wide rece- Chief wide receivers with 938 receiving yards this season. Trent McDuffie, Sky Moore as well. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the drop rate goes up in temperatures under uh, 10 degrees, and Miami have lost 10 straight games and kickoff temperatures under 40. And guess what? It's going to be a lot under 40. Yes. So, way under 40. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, da, 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 da. I was looking to see if there's anything. Oh, the 2023 season marks the fourth season since the NFL expanded the playoff team to 14 teams. Mm-hmm. Travis, the seventh seed has yet to win. Mm. And they've lost by an average of 12 points per game. So the Packers and Steelers are those seven seeds this year. Hmm. Any chance they reverse the trend? I don't see it happening. No. But still, you never know. Hmm. You never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there you go. That is all I got, Travis. All you got. All I got for the NFL. All right. So uh, that means... It's time for some NASCAR news that are racing news, I guess you'd say. Racing news, yes, because it's not NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it isn't, Travis. We got some news out of nowhere uh, two days ago. Unexpected. The SRX is postponing their upcoming season. Hmm, postponing. The XRX did good numbers uh, on ESPN. Viewership was fine. They were getting some of those NASCAR drivers to come in on those Thursday night races and now they're postponing their upcoming season. They've already started selling tickets for it. They already announced the schedule for it. Um, and then just kind of mm-hmm. out of the blue, it is canceled. Really? Now people hmm. are wondering why. Yeah. And a large part of it has to do with the fact that Ray Evernham, who was one of the kind of um, 
him and Tony Stewart were the founders of the SRX. Mm-hmm. He has since purchased the rights for the IROC League, Racing League, which IROC was International Race of Champions that in the uh, started in the late 80s, continued through the 90s and into the 2000s, where they'd get a bunch of former champions from all disciplines and put them in identical stock cars and have them race at racetracks. Travis, does this sound like the SRX? Because it is. Mm. So because he has purchased the rights to this IROC, everyone is saying that the SRX is going away because IROC is going to take its place and make up for that. Nothing has been confirmed yet, but also the fact that Tony Stewart, now full-time drag racer while his wife is pregnant, so <laughs> obviously he may not have a lot of extra time to go SRX racing, and yeah. considering he's kind of the face of the SRX brand, you kind of have to have him around, I would think. So yeah. that's why the SRX kind of faded, but... It, it's kind of a sad thing because there were some good moments on SRX. There was some good racing, and Paul Tracy was always entertaining getting in fights with people. I mean, there wasn't a race. He didn't get in a fight with somebody. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to miss that. But, yeah, uh, yeah the SRX uh, folding, I just, I'm just i happy I bought the SRX video game. I'll yeah. always have it. Yeah, that's one thing you'll, you'll have, I, I have guess. It. I have it, and I'll cherish it forever. So mm. there you go. Cherish that sucker forever. Cherish being part of the superstar racing experience, Travis. All right. (laughs) Very well. (laughs) So there you go. That's it. That's all I got. I got got nothing else. Yeah, I think we uh, cleared the deck. I think think people are tired of hearing us. (laughs) I think we cleared the deck after I loaded loaded things to get here on the podcast. This weekend, are we going to get an answer for who Alabama's new coach is? that happen this weekend I, mean, I thought there was a rumor that they wanted to replace them within 72 hours so we're closing in on that gap yeah yeah i would think so i would think by the weekend or by the time we upload this thing maybe it'll be decided i think so uh all right so uh, we'll get out of here for the uh, weekend and enjoy super wild card weekend we'll be back to uh, talk about it on monday and recap everything that happens in the world of the local sports as well this weekend and we'll have an Atlanta game to uh, recap as well but we might have to save that for a Tuesday's uh, show like always so uh, until Monday thanks for listening and thanks for downloading enjoy the rest of your weekend peace peace